Welcome back to the second episode of the Mindful Method podcast. For those of you who haven't yet caught the first episode, I highly encourage you to give it a listen as it just offers up so much insight as to what this podcast is really about and what you can expect from me each week and just, you know, my mission and my why behind creating this new show. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. I'm your host, Cassandra Eldridge Myers. And this is a brand new podcast and just a passion project designed to help you to tap into your own unique blueprint around living a restful and easeful life, even when it feels like the odds are stacked against you. And every Monday, I'll be here to support you and just to show you how with tangible proven strategies that I myself have tried and continue to utilize in my own life, as well as lessons and just aha moments I'm learning in real time all digestible, and all tips and strategies that you can take into effect right now without keeping you for more than 30 minutes because I know how valuable your time is. So with that being said, let's jump in. Today, I wanted to talk about the real purpose behind this podcast and basically why I felt compelled to make mindfulness just be the sole focus of this show. And by the end of this episode, I'll have given you six impactful tips as to how You can gently take those first steps if you've noticed that you've been living more in that icky, overwhelmed state, or maybe you're coasting on autopilot and feeling like life is just mundane and just overall, you feel a lack of presence to your daily life. What's really cool is that ultimately living a mindful life and mindfulness as a whole, it falls into every single category under the sun, whether that be your work life, relationships, money, personal style, your beauty habits, how we communicate and the energy we exude, you name it, mindfulness plays a part. So what's really expansive within hosting a podcast like The Mindful Method is that I feel like I don't have to leave anything behind. I look at each aspect of life from that perspective, from the mindfulness lens, which just really broadens the horizons for what we can talk about here and what we can really dig into and discover what we can learn and let go of, and what we can learn to weave in. Also worth mentioning is if you don't already follow the Mindful Method on Instagram, I'm sharing a lot over there too, just additional insights and free material that doesn't always air here on the podcast. So you can follow along over there at the Mindful Method pod if that feels good to you, just to get some more behind the scenes look from the show. Okay, so let's flow into today's topic, which is how you can take those first tangible steps towards living more mindfully, how you can implement slowing down in what oftentimes feels like such a super fast-paced world. Because if you're here listening to the show and to this episode specifically, that tells me that you're ready for something to change, that you're ready to just in some way let go of the hype around the hustle and the grind culture, the influencer culture as it relates to overconsumption. And I just want to say that I could not feel you more. Here's the reality. The less pressure that we feel to be someone that we aren't, to show up as someone that we aren't, the more free we are to be our whole authentic selves. And for some, even just starting to discover who that person actually is and to just really do what we came here to do what we were meant to do, and what we're capable of doing without all of the noise and distractions from society and the media. I think for so long, there's just been this misconception that we're all supposed to be these energizer bunnies, right? And that we're not supposed to have a limit. And if we're not doing it all, then why bother? And that's just not a realistic, sustainable, or enjoyable way to live. 
sure, productivity feels good in the moment. I won't lie. I'm not encouraging all of us to lay around like sloths either, but what I am encouraging you to do is to channel your own unique energy blueprint and pay mind to what that feels like, to channel what feels good and correct and right for you, and to learn how to strip away the residue of others' habits, of others' rituals and opinions that don't even actually belong to you, that weren't even actually created by you for you. So let me just take a quick moment to give you all permission in the world to just take a beat, to start fresh, to just slow on down, to breathe, and to take some of these steps into consideration to gently get you off on the right foot. The gratifying part is that you can start right now. Undoubtedly, the hardest part is just beginning and not really knowing where to start or what changes that you should make first. Tackling the belly of the beast, we'll call it, which is ultimately starting at the big, big thing that you know deep down has been needing tending for some time. It's a really hard thing to wrap your brain around. And maybe this might be, let's say, self-sabotage around starting something new. Or maybe it might be an overwhelmingly packed schedule and a list of commitments that's causing an influx of resentment. Maybe your house feels like it's exploding at the seams. And like you can't find the energy to be there, not only for your family and your friends, but even for yourself, because the energy just isn't there. Or maybe, maybe you're dealing with a super heavy cloak of anxiety and depression. These are no small things. These are real lifestyle changes that take time and grit and true desire to shift and change. But by giving them even just the slightest bit of attention, by saying, you know, enough is enough, it's time to make moves, you're already so well on your way. And if I could say just one thing to any of you who are on the fence or you just feel like your feet are in the mud, it's to start slow. Take what works for you here and leave the rest for now. This is essentially how we learn to balance the life that we're currently living and the life that we're really wanting to live. So Remember, you're not in any way, shape, or form required to transform your life within 24 hours. Like I said, you can start slow. Life is short, yes, but life is also extremely long if you take care of it and if you're you're intentional. I think you'll start to see that your days start to expand. You'll start to see that you have more time during your day to really do the things that matter to you. So when we give ourselves that unnecessary pressure to change or we make it seem like it's all or nothing, oftentimes we end up so frazzled and overwhelmed, just throwing our hands up in the air and saying like, well, forget this. We tend to take our aggression and our insecurities and that pressure out on the people that we love and we forget, you know, why we needed that change in the first place. I full heartedly consider mindful intentional living a long game. And it's something that I know I will be practicing for the rest of my life. And while I feel like I have a really good handle on it, I'll always be giving myself the grace when needed. It's my hope, too, that by listening to these episodes, you'll find the natural ability to do the same for yourself throughout this this mindful journey. So let's jump into some of the most crucial, important steps to start your journey towards living a more mindful life. The first step is to know what it is that you want. 
A super impactful and straightforward way to get to that answer is to write down the top three pain points and areas of struggle within your life and follow that up with the top three changes that you'd like to see from those pain points. Maybe it's to be less impulsive, to declutter and own less stuff. Maybe it's to say no to more commitments and just to start journaling every day so that you can get all of those pent-up emotions and stresses out onto paper and out of your head. And then write down the why that you want to make those changes. Visit these top three desired changes each morning while you drink your coffee or maybe type them in the notes section of your phone and just read them during your lunch break or throughout your day. Sit with them for a while to ensure that they feel entirely true and good to you and make any tweaks if needed. If after a few days sitting with them, these three things, they still feel motivating and genuine, then you know that these are the things that you want and need to target. These are the things that are calling you for change. The second step is to just take it one step at a time. So instead of trying to tackle all of these three changes at once, as I know as someone who has past impulsive behaviors, that's like what I want to do. I want to jump in head first and just do everything, do all the things, make all the changes at once. Instead, I encourage you to pick one and start there. So for me, when I first started on my journey, I knew that my impulsive behavior was the leading cause of so much stress and clutter in my life. It was what was causing upheaval in so many different areas. My emotions were cluttered, my home was cluttered, my financial life was turning upside down, and so without a shadow of a doubt, I knew that this is where I needed to begin. The third step is that we want to get to the root of the why this change needs to take place. I say this because it's so easy for us to overlap on things that we think that we should change rather than things that we deeply, truly want to change. Believe it or not, it isn't as complicated to get to the root as it may seem. For instance, with my impulsive behaviors around spending and just accumulating material things, I knew that this was stemming from a place of untended to grief and pain. It was all due to losing my dad, and I didn't really know at the time how to take on such a profound loss. It was so deep that I was using the depression and anxiety that was just swirling around as a means to fill my home and my life with things that I didn't really need. So once I started to do the work to better channel and just address the emotions, that behavior started to fizzle out. And the more and more that I called myself out on it and became self-aware of my habits, the why, the more it just started to drift. It just became far less intense. Going back to step number two, this is why I encourage you to focus on just one thing at a time. Give that thing your love and attention. And once you feel like you have a pretty good handle on it, as in you're able to sit with it, to recognize it and to know what's coming up and address it without this overwhelming sense of dread, we move on to the next thing that we'd like to change. I would say that it's important to keep a journal regarding your experience, or you can track it in your phone with voice notes if you're more of an audio self-projected kind of person. Just keep addressing it every day, even if it's micro. This keeps it fresh of mind and it just allows for the self-awareness to continue to absorb and deeply resonate within your subconscious as you make these changes. 
Okay, the fourth step is to know what you need to be held accountable. Everyone is so different when it comes to sharing their journey. Some people worry that if they tell others what they're doing, they'll be judged. And there's just no room for judgment right now when you're trying to do this life work. And my hope is that you'll get to a point where that just won't even be a consideration. You just won't care, you know, like your self-worth will be high enough to where judgments of others just don't really matter. But let's start slow because it's only human to be fearful of being judged. I get it. So if this is you, you may want to just keep it to yourself, to keep it sacred and close and start the work privately. Others find that sharing holds them accountable, which acts as an extra motivator. That's kind of where I live. I like to share the work that I'm doing with you on this podcast and with my husband. I have a couple of close friends who are beautiful sounding boards for me when I'm wanting to make a change or try something new. So whatever feels good to you, do that. But as a quick aside, just please remember this. If you aren't being supported for trying to better yourself, say you tell your partner or your best friend about the things that you want to change and you feel like this really harsh judgment or someone maybe rolls their eyes or they're questioning and it's not really coming from a place of love or genuine interest, first know that that actually has nothing to do with you. And that's clearly a sign of projection. And second, maybe just take some space to have a hard look at that relationship and ask yourself if it's one that you want to hold on to. Again, just something to think about. The fifth step is to keep track. Make sure that you're keeping track of the progress and also where you're feeling hung up because nothing is more gratifying than being able to see how far we've come and just to have clear-cut clues as to maybe why something might be causing us some resistance or why something isn't working. This is why I love my journaling practice. It just really helps me to track how far I've come and it's documented in all real time. They're filled with the most authentic and freeing thoughts that I just jot down every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And while I don't really spend a lot of time going backwards per se, Once in a while, I just want to be able to give myself a warm hug, you know, or a pat on the back and just realize how many strides that I've made. So while this may seem like a small step, ultimately, it's really important to be able to just see how far you've come, that you are capable of making changes within your life and that you can do hard things. The sixth and the final step is to honor the process. Don't be too hard on yourself. This has been such a tough and important lesson that I've learned within my own life during the integral parts of my own internal and lifestyle changes that I have made. Giving myself just the space to reflect, to shift, to pivot when needed. The journey towards building a mindful life is anything but linear. You might find yourself taking three steps forward and then like one giant step back. And the most important piece of advice that I can give you is with those steps backwards, they aren't considered failures. Instead, I like to look at that step backwards as a super valuable lesson. Try and look at that as like, okay, maybe I didn't quite learn everything necessary that I needed. Maybe there's still something for me here to discover and to unravel and explore. It takes a lot to admit our imperfections as human beings, And it takes even more to move towards a big first step. So honor this process that you're in, no matter how long it's taking. You're showing up. 
You're showing up every day and you're doing the work. You're changing your thought patterns. Even if it doesn't really feel like it, you're in the midst of claiming and going after the life that you want. And that is no small thing. So if you began this episode feeling stuck and just unsure of where to begin, I really hope that this resonates. I hope it lands. Know that I've been there. I continue to revisit and implement these steps into my own life whenever I feel a change coming on or just something that I need and want to let go of. And consider this episode a permission from me to you to start just wherever it is that you feel called to, to take your time and feeling it out and to understand that you don't have to have it all figured out right this second. The magic really is in the process, and I'm here every step of the way. If you need the extra support, you can come back and listen to this episode whenever you need a loving reminder. You can chat with me over on Instagram and just let me know how you're doing, or you can simply leave a note in the Q&A section on Spotify if that's where you're listening, and I can communicate with you there. I'm here to help, and nothing is off limits. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, and if you have just 30 seconds to spare, I would be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review on what you think about this podcast and maybe how it's helped. If you know someone who you think could also benefit from this show, please feel free to share either directly through the share link wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can screenshot this episode and share it via Instagram and tag the Mindful Method Pod so I can repost your love. It really does help the show to grow organically and just most importantly to land in the laps of those who just might need the extra love and support within mindful living. Lastly, if you would like to hang behind the scenes and get a little look as to what's going on in my life, I also have a free newsletter over on Substack. This goes out somewhat weekly, so feel free to join in on that as well. You can sign up with that link in the show notes. Can't wait to chat with you guys next time. Bye.